are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We continue on with our What If series looking at the BYU men's volleyball program. How close has BYU come to being maybe the best team in the last 20 years of men's volleyball? We'll examine that. Also need to talk about uh, some BYU football news. Obviously, yesterday the announcement's officially coming from BYU that Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney will help lead BYU's recruiting efforts going forward under Kalani Satake's direction. We'll talk about that, get you some comments from Jason Ayu's media availability yesterday. And also need to talk about some comments that were made by Dalton Nixon, the former BYU forward, planning to suit up and play football this fall for the BYU football program. What does he think of his opportunity to do so for Kalani Satake's program? We'll talk about that. Uh, Jeff Call and Jay Drew doing a great job covering that story for the Deseret News, and we'll talk about that as today's show rolls on. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and save yourself $10 off. These candy bar-tasting protein bars are absolutely phenomenal. So a reminder for you guys, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and save yourself $10 on your first order. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 12th. 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on this daily podcast, all focused on BYU sports. If you haven't heard, if you're just finding the show, welcome on in. I'm Jake. Uh, This is a podcast that's aimed to keep you guys up to date on everything you need to know about BYU sports every day, as well as sharing insider information about the Cougars that you will not find anywhere else. So a big thank you to all of you involved with us here on Locked On Cougars, and thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode we talk BYU sports daily. And regardless, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, whichever podcast provider you use, make sure you follow or subscribe to the show so that way you join us each day and that way you're never out of the loop when it comes to the BYU Cougars. All right, kicking off today's show, I wanted to talk about a thing and we uh, yesterday launched what we're calling the What If series here on the Locked On Podcast Network where we look back at some of the greatest questions of what if about sports for whatever team we're covering. I cover the BYU Cougars, so today I wanted to take a minute and look at the BYU men's volleyball program. If you look back at the history of men's volleyball in the NCAA, it's a sport that was dominated in the early years, so we're talking from the 1970s through the 1990s, by UCLA. Al Skates and the Bruins were just otherworldly. One, I think, I think they're almost close to 20 titles at this point in their, career, in their history. And Al Skates was the coach for most of them. At one point, had a four-year defending uh, championship team. But 
bring this back to BYU. Obviously, BYU won their first national title in 1999 under Carl McGowan. They were they won their second title two years later under McGowan. Both of those both times in sweeps, three nothing over Long Beach State the first time, three nothing over Al Skate's UCLA team in 2001. BYU came extremely close to having back to back championships in 2003 and 2004. They lost to Lewis in a five set thriller in 2003, a title that was later vacated by Lewis and then followed it up a year later by being Long Beach State in five sets to win their third title. Since that time, BYU has been pretty much a fixture when it comes to the final four of the men's volleyball tournament. They have been runner-up since their last title in 2004, officially three times. I can think of three other times, if I'm not mistaken, they've been in the men's final four or in the final uh, standings in terms of being one of the top teams in a college volleyball. And this past year, BYU was ranked number one when the season was prematurely ended due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't think it's out of the question to say that BYU men's volleyball was on track to win their fourth national title in program history this year. And there's a good chance that most of these guys, speaking of guys like Will Stanley, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, you think of all the great players, Mickey Jahanen, uh, Davide Gardini, they're all planning to come back next year and make another run into national title and I'd be hard pressed to pick against them as the preseason number one team. Hawaii had a good team there's no doubt about that but BYU went to Hawaii won uh, the first match between the two in pretty dominant fashion and barely lost in reverse sweep in five sets in the other match. BYU was number one I think they're going to be the preseason number one team in 2021 and I would expect that they make another run of the national title but what I wanted to look at is had BYU won the three uh, runners-up they've had in the 2010s. So we're speaking of 2013 when they lost to UC Irvine and then in back-to-back seasons against Ohio State in 2016 and 2017. Had BYU won those three national titles, maybe make another run in another two two chances maybe at some point with guys like a Taylor Sander, etc., and Ben Patch, etc. You can think of some of the great players that never won a title at BYU. Could BYU, had they won those national titles, been considered maybe the preeminent team in men's volleyball for the 2000s? I talked about the fact that UCLA, from the time the NCAA championships began way back in 1970, Al Skates and the Bruins owned the 1970s, 80s, and essentially the 1990s. I know BYU's first national title came in 1999, but... If BYU were to have won all of the national titles that they've been in the mix for since 1999, I think you'd be hard-pressed to pick another program who has kind of been the face of men's volleyball. Unfortunately, it has not worked out that way, but this series that we're doing here on the podcast is looking back at the what-ifs. What if BYU had six, seven, eight, nine national championships under their belt since 1999? I'm telling you, you'd be hard-pressed to pick another team who is the face of men's volleyball at that point, and BYU might be the preeminent men's volleyball program in the country. Very interesting situation. This is the stuff we're going to be exploring. If you guys have thoughts on it, feel free to weigh in. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to weigh in there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And also, always can drop the show a note via email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the address to do that. All right, we'll switch gears. We'll talk some BYU football here in just a second. Jason Ayu uh, and Jack Tamuni officially announced as the new recruiting coordinators for BYU. 
Ayu. We'll talk about their new roles and also get you some of the comments from Jason Ayu about his new role as the director or executive director of recruiting for BYU football here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I do need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Built Bar. They have, are, of course, the title sponsor on Locked On Cougars and the entire Locked On podcast network this month. Can't thank them enough for their support. But the best part is, is Built Bar, they're a local company right here in the state of Utah. They make incredible protein bars that taste like a candy bar, and I'm not even joking. I had the peanut butter brownie bar yesterday. I got a second one of those in my package that I ordered, and it was absolutely phenomenal. And the profile for the peanut butter brownie bar, this is uh, for those of you who are a little more health conscious, etc. This can help you regardless of what you're trying to do. If you're a guy like me, you're trying to lose weight, they can help you with that. If you're trying to gain some weight, put on muscle mass, or just maintain the weight you're at, Built Bar can help you guys out. So the flavor profile for peanut butter brownie has 20 grams of protein, which is phenomenal, just 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs. Gone are the days of the chalky or super dry power bar or energy bar. You don't have to drown it in milk or water to get it down these candy bars are absolutely phenomenal i call them a candy bar but they are a protein bar they taste they legitimately taste like a candy bar they're absolutely incredible they have 16 amazing flavors all of their bars are covered in 100 chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew guys local company so when you support built bar here in the state of utah you're supporting the local economy so i encourage you guys to check it out go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k E-D-O-N. Use that promo code locked on and save yourself $10 on your first order with Built Bar. Like I said, I can't recommend these bars enough. I have loved them since I got them. What, we're looking at three weeks ago at this point, maybe two weeks ago, somewhere in that time frame. I can tell you this much. I am a huge fan of Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com, proud sponsor right here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. As you guys probably heard or read yesterday, BYU officially announced that Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney will oversee recruiting responsibilities for BYU football. Uh, Jason Ayu's new title is the Executive Coordinator of Recruiting and Player Personnel, while DeMooney will help coordinate recruiting activities and oversee recruiting events on campus as the Executive Coordinator of On-Campus Recruiting and Community-slash-Player Relations. Uh, both Ayu and DeMooney have been part of the support staff for BYU football since Kalani Satake came on board as head coach. They're entering their fifth season alongside Satake. I think that both of these guys are well suited to, to fit into these roles. Kalani Satake had hinted at these two taking over the job two months ago when he held a press conference after Lema Fita Saman, who stepped down from his position and was being replaced. Uh, and I think this is going to be an interesting transition for BYU, but I can tell you this much. I think Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney are going to hit this out of the park relative to what BYU's had in the past. And it's nothing against guys like Tavita Ofa and Galway and Fita Samanu, Lema Fita Samanu. That's nothing against those two. I think they both brought in unique visions and strategies of how to go about recruiting top talent. But I think guys like Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney 
with their connections to BYU, their backgrounds in it, understanding the process, especially in the case of Jason Ayu, where his son Chaz just went through the recruiting process, is now a member of the BYU football program. And currently, Jack DeMooney, his his son, Raider DeMooney, is a top-level prospect who's committed to BYU from Timview High School. These two have young men in their families who are going through the recruiting process, so they know what's going on nationally as their sons have been approached by other programs, and they can help in that regard. The biggest issue with this for me, and I understand the current circumstances be what they are, but these are not uh, these two getting promotions and being replaced in their other roles. Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney will continue on in their previous roles, and they're going to have to be able to manage everything else that's been going on with their jobs off the field, in addition to these new recruiting responsibilities. Whenever the pandemic has ended and we're all kind of back to business and hopefully life resumes to normal, the economy gets back to full strength relatively quickly, I hope. I hope BYU understands that they can't expect these two men to carry the load that they've currently been burdened with. I know these two will do everything they can do to be successful. I can tell you that much. They have they have no problem chasing every uh, chasing every lead, making sure everything is done in order, making sure that they are swinging for the fences when it comes to top level prospects. But the issue I, I am concerned about is that at some point. When BYU maybe has a surplus of funds, they need to hire on some additional staffers to help lessen the burden or, I guess, take some of the burden off of a guy like Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney and help them uh, continue to do what they're supposed to do. Like I mentioned, both of these men have connections to the BYU football program. Jack DeMooney played for BYU back in the 1990s. One of the more effervescent personalities you're ever going to meet. Having him as the on-campus recruiting coordinator, essentially, where guys who come on visits, Jack is in charge of making sure that they have a top-shelf experience. I can guarantee he's going to do that. Jason Ayu obviously has connections to the BYU program. His father, Charles, played running back at BYU. He's had two brothers, Matt and also CJ, who played football for BYU. Uh, he also has his cousins, Kingsley and Harland Ayu. So you can think of some of the great Ayus. Well, guess what? Jason Ayu has been right in the mix of it. And he saw his son, Chaz, recently commit to BYU. He's now back off of a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and expects to have a pretty big role this coming fall for the BYU football football program, I think both of these guys are going to be critical, critical cogs in what BYU is doing recruiting. Uh, Jason Ayu spoke with the media yesterday to talk about what his new responsibilities are. We'll get to those here in just a second. Uh, before we do that, though, a request for you guys. I mentioned in the open of the show that we are available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Well, Apple Podcasts, they have a unique feature I've noticed, and I don't know that many other podcast providers have done this, but they allow you to leave ratings and reviews about podcasts. And I would encourage you guys, if you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us there, and also a sentence or two of what you like about the show. When Apple Podcasts and their algorithms see people interacting with the show, it helps us move up in the net the national rankings they have for their podcasts and a big thank you to all of you despite the downturn we've been ranked in the top 200 just outside the top 200 on apple itunes for sports for a large majority of this downturn with the covid19 pandemic and that's a big credit to all of you and your continued support of the show 
But I'm requesting right now, if you haven't done so already, leave us that rating and review. Really help us continue to get the word out about BYU fans. Help BYU fans find us and in turn help us find BYU fans by leaving us that rating and review. A big thank you in advance for doing that because... I know it takes but a moment, but it does. it's a critical cog. It's a critical measure when it comes to helping us build this audience. We've got a great audience. There's no doubt with this podcast, but it can always get better. And a big thank you in advance for supporting us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, let's get at some of the comments here from Jason Ayu yesterday speaking with the media via a Zoom call about his new responsibilities, what he likes about BYU. One of his first comments, and he was talking to Jared Lloyd from the Daily Herald, was about his experience seeing his son Chaz go through the recruiting experience. His father, Charles, obviously played at BYU. He had two brothers who played here, cousins who played at BYU. He is very aware of what the recruiting process is like, and I think that's gonna, he, he believes, excuse me, that's going to be a benefit for him as he takes over as the new executive director of recruiting. You know, I understood from a, um, being able to see that process through my two brothers that I wanted my son to make the, a decision that's going to be really for his life. Um, it's going to be five years of his life. Um, he's going to find his wife, most likely. He's going to find lifelong friends. He's going to find a career after football here. And so being able to go to all these different universities and be able to see what their pitch was, what they what they showed, what they uh, what they had to offer, and then comparing that checklist to what BYU had to offer. I'll tell you right now, Jared, that there is no place like BYU. For, for a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we check all the boxes, and it's my job, my responsibility to be able to show recruits that they can find everything that they're looking for in a university here at BYU. I honestly believe that, plus so much more. There's so many things that, uh, you know, when I went to Stanford and I went to UCLA and I went to Utah and I went to Washington and Oregon and all those different places, they all try to attract, you know, certain parts of their pitches to be LDS athlete, right? Um one of the first things they did for me and my family is when we went and visited on unofficial visits or official visits is that they took us to the Institute building. They introduced us to the one or two people on the team that were members of the church. <clears throat> you don't get that. You can imitate it, but you can't replicate it here at BYU. And the BYU experience is something that I feel um, that I need to share and to, uh, and to carry more and um, to be able to showcase everything that BYU has to offer. It makes it unique and very special. And so my vision is to not to reinvent the wheel, but to um, remind players, future recruits, parents, of what BYU has to offer. And if in their checklist of things that they're looking for in their criteria for a university to play football, to what have you, if being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints uh, being a part of that culture is anywhere in the top five or six characteristics that we got a shot and we're going to swing for that. And I feel like uh, there's no better place to, to achieve all your goals, all of them, than at BYU. And so my job is to not only have uh, them see it, but to have them feel it when they come on campus from the things that we share from our recruiting mailers, from our strategy, from that standpoint, is to, uh, is to not hide from it, but you share it. That's who we are. And so uh, I think that, that we can do a better job with that. I think that um, sometimes we lose what our identity is 
and trying to compare that we're a P5 school. We're a P5 school, but we also have this banner that we're holding, that we're carrying, that not all recruits are willing or are able to carry. And that's the, the banner of, of Brigham Young University and the banner of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So not only are we looking for the top LDS athletes, the top, but we're looking for other uh, athletes as well that can fit into what BYU has to offer. There you go. Jason Ayu speaking with the media yesterday, and I think that he's got a very good point. The fact that he's been around this his entire life, his father played at BYU, his brothers played at BYU, cousins, his son just recently went through the recruiting process. It is going to be a benefit for him as he takes over because he's been engrossed in it most of his life. He helped with recruiting at the University of Utah. He's coached at Snow College where you recruit the junior college level. He is very versed. He's extremely well connected when it comes to recruiting, and here's hoping that pays off in the form and fashion that he expects it to. He also talked to the media just about the situation regarding the 2020 class. And a lot of people have wondered, hey, could BYU go out and add a guy from the transfer portal or bring in a late uh, high school prospect? Well, here's what Jason had to say in that regard. For the 2020 class, we're pretty full. We're always going to look for, you know, best athletes that are out there and that are available. But as far as right now, that means, it really means because we're full, to bring someone else on, we got to let someone else go, right? Because there's a there's 85 scholarships that we were allowed to have. And so we're pretty full. We're very happy with the team that we have, the guys that we have on our team. To, uh, and so we're not actively looking out to, to add more to the 2020 class. However, we're always going to, see what's out there. We're never going to say no. We're always going to do our due diligence, try to, to see if that person can help us with our current team and is better, per se, than, than, than what we have. If we'll improve our roster, we're always going to look. Well, if you have hopes that BYU is going to add an impact player from the transfer portal, it sounds like they're going to need somebody else to leave via the transfer portal and I know that BYU has been very careful about pushing guys out and it's very it's it's such a tough thing to do because you have young men who have got other priorities in their life and you'd like to free up a scholarship but you don't want to push them out the door because that reflects badly on you so we'll see what happens I expect, and this is just me speaking, that there are going to be some guys leaving BYU over the next couple of months. Regardless of whatever it is, honor code issues, academics, they don't feel like they fit in, they're looking for more playing time. There will be spots opening up for BYU, but currently they're already under a scholarship crunch. So how many guys do they need to leave before they can absorb a guy coming in from the outside? The current missionary situation is going to make it very tough for BYU and I expect that the roster that you see right now if you go to BYUcougars.com and look at that roster by and large I would say 95% of that roster is set for the upcoming season whenever that season kicks off we'll of course be tracking that for you here over the next couple of months I expect there'll be some openings coming open but with how the missionary situation is currently playing out with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints it may not matter and it may just be like hey this guy's leaving we have a missionary who wants to come in he's taking that spot and that could be as simple as that now, another thing that Jason I you can help with is in his role, he's been the NFL liaison and worked with a bunch of the academic side of things during his time on Kalani Satake's staff. Well, everything that he's experienced to this point at BYU working in off-the-field roles, he believes are a benefit to him because he has kind of the, the vision of everything with regards to what BYU football and, by extension, Brigham Young University wants to do for their student-athletes. Not only am I involved with the admissions of of athletes. I'm also involved with the academics 
on a day-to-day with the academic um, perspective, uh, with the honor code, with housing, um, you know, and with the NFL. And so I'm able to see a perspective from the BYU, from the administrative side of what the mission of BYU is and making sure that the, the athletes that we brought, that we bring in, not only excel on the field, but are great fits for what the church stands for and what BYU stands for. And so be able to to see all the struggles that our guys go through on a day-to-day with academics, with, uh, you know, with just the different things that BYU uh, requires or advocates um, has helped me see a bigger picture. You know, just, uh, it's not just the recruiting aspect, but the whole aspect of uh, the whole spectrum of what BYU has to offer. That gives me a greater appreciation being able to be behind, being on the other side, you know what I mean? And, I have a real knowledge and a real uh, working relationship with a lot of administration on campus. And so I'm able to see it from their perspective. Um, and hopefully we can bridge and, and continue to have chemistry with upper campus, lower campus, third floor, second floor, first floor. You know what I mean? And so I've been able to see a, a, whole, a whole vision of BYU football, of BYU. That quote right there may not resonate with some of you, but it resonates with people and parents in their homes because he can go to these people when he speaks to them and say, you know what? I've been on the academic side of things. I understand the stringent academic standards we have here at BYU and what you have to go through, all the different hoops you have to jump through to be a student athlete here at Brigham Young University. I've experienced it. I've been through it with my son. I saw my brothers go through it. I saw my cousins go through it. My father was a player when I was born here at BYU. He understands the situation that BYU faces when it comes to all the different things, the honor code, etc. And I think that Jason Ayu, I think he absolutely is going to be a, a godsend in a way for BYU sports, BYU football in particular, because he can speak from experience from so many different facets of his life and his most recently, the last four four and a half years he's been on the staff at BYU. One final note here, uh, Jason was talking a question from Ben Criddle from ESPN 960 came up and the honor code obviously is going to be a big hot topic for BYU when it comes to recruiting are they going to embrace it? Well Jason Ayu, he is wholeheartedly embracing and endorsing it as a benefit to BYU in terms of their recruiting. For me personally I love the honor code I love how it's run. You know, they've made some great changes with Kevin Nutt and, and some things that they've done there. Um, that is something that we need to st- put our stamp of approval on. That's what makes us different. No one else has that like us, and we can't be afraid of it. And I think, you know, maybe it wasn't something that we were on the forefront of. It was almost, you know, a back burner type deal. But no, I, I think we need to be on the forefront and say, hey, yeah. This is the article. Who else will you want to be when you have 85 return missionaries on your team? Right? And like I said, the operative word is strive. All of these players on our team are striving to be better, to try to be young men, to try to be, you know, uh, honorable people on the field and off the field. And I think that needs to, I think that gravitates, that, that, that resonates to moms and dads. We should be an extension. They should see us as a staff. Uh, as the athletic program, as an extension of them, of, of moms, of dads, and that they should feel safe um, coming here. And I think just trying to put, you know, I think you've seen a, not only the, the number of, of social media impressions we're putting out there, but the, but the message that we're trying to share, 
right? And uh, it's very unique to BYU. You can't, like I said, other, other universities try to imitate it, but you can't replicate the BYU experience, and that's what we're trying to do. You can imitate it, but you can't replicate it. I think that is a fantastic thing, and BYU needs to use everything they can possibly use to their advantage in terms of recruiting. There's already a narrow enough field for BYU to navigate, and it's good to hear a guy like Jason Ayu just embracing everything going on with BYU sports. And I, like I said, I think these two hires officially now with Jack DeMooney and Jason Ayu taking over BYU recruiting, I think it's going to be a benefit to the BYU football program, and I would expect them to see an uptick despite maybe having some smaller classes over the next couple of years. The quality, I think, will go up overall for BYU's recruiting class, you hope. The quantity might not be there, but the quality should be there, and that's what you hope to see is guys who can make an impact for BYU in the coming years and really help them hopefully get over the hump here and win some more football games. All right, uh, we are over time for today, so that'll wrap it up. Uh, We'll talk about Dalton Nixon tomorrow. I mentioned we were going to talk about him today, but we ran out of time. That's what happens on the podcast. We'll have another what-if scenario for BYU sports tomorrow, obviously, as well. And looking to do a mailbag segment at some point this week, maybe on Thursday. So if you've got questions for me regarding BYU sports, pretty much anything. I'm an open book. I'm happy to answer or field whatever questions you guys have. Send them in now. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The show is available. Locked on Cougars is the handle. Uh, my personal Twitter feed, if you want to send it to me there directly, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And obviously, always feel free to drop the show a note via email locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address today's podcast has been brought to you by our good friends at built bar a reminder for you guys go to builtbar.com use that promo code locked on and save yourself ten dollars on your first order phenomenal phenomenal deal i can't recommend these guys enough they are the best big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the show come back for another show tomorrow this has been a lot of fun to do each and every day as we talk byu sports despite not having any sports on tv it's a ton of fun regardless so make sure to join us each and every day this has been the locked on cougars podcast for may 12th 2020 we will talk to you tomorrow